the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. And welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show. Our show is all about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. And that starts with saving money initially. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. It, 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 it and so the best, you know, we always really want to talk about about that saving money, about the four hundred one k plans, because that that's where you typically that's where you typically build up your wealth. Uh, the the four hundred one k, the the four hundred three b, four fifty seven. These are the best wealth building tools. Uh, that the country's ever seen outside of a, a home a home ownership, and. And, and, and so you always want to put away at least 10% plus your company match. We always start the show talking about that. Look, we don't manage at Max Out Savings Advisors. We manage retirement money. People retire. They come to us, or they have an old 401k. They want it managed. We manage that. We don't manage 401ks, but we always talk about that because that is so important for you to be putting money into your 401k, into your different type of plans, minimum of 10%. Plus, a company match gets you thirteen percent. If you if you're over the age of fifteen or behind, then come up with a plan. Uh, come up with a plan to set yourself up for retirement. And the easiest way in the world is maybe to kick that savings rate up to fifteen percent. So something to think about. That's where you start. You build a strong base, and then from there you expand outward. Now, looking out uh, today, we got uh, you know a number of things to talk about. I, again, uh, the 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 world is such a rapidly changing place. It, it's been really, really pretty remarkable what 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 we've seen, what we've dealt with, uh, how, how the world has really functioned compared to, to past to past times that we've seen. Uh, it, it, it's it's you know the, the world today is is the the mainstream media, the elite class. The you know the uh, the global economic forum you know that evidently think they're running the world now is completely focused on on you know we have to spend this huge amount of money on uh, on climate change on and reducing CO two and CO two is the most 
dangerous thing on the planet. And it's never been really explained to me why that is. Uh, I, can we work on reducing CO2? Yeah, but is it the existential crisis in the world today? Uh, look, I live in a country that, you know, was one time was the greatest country in the world that's degenerated into it, no longer enforces its borders. It uh, Crime is rampant. Uh, as I've said numerous times in the show, you can walk into Home Depot and steal a drill, and if you get caught, you just have to ask to give it back. Uh, we've got 71,000 additional additional deaths per year of people dying from fentanyl uh, from uh, uh, from our open borders. It, it, uh, the, our border patrol is so overwhelmed they can't control the the flow of of drugs, and so we're losing 71,000 people. And to put that in perspective, the Russians have probably lost 150,000 people, uh, which means every two years the United States is losing. Uh, as many people as the Russians probably lost in the in, in the Ukraine-Russia war. Another way to think about it is, I think we lost about 58,000 people. Really, there's a couple numbers, but the higher one is 58,000 Americans during the Vietnam War. So the most amazing thing about what I just said is, this administration just does not care about these people. You know, the, they, they just... In the Christian church, a, you know, a martyr, someone that, that, that has died defending the faith or something. But it really means, if you go back and look at the word, it means to bear witness. It, 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 and these people that are dying of, of, of fentanyl overdoses are really bearing witness to, to, to the travesty of, of the Biden administration and their complete disregard for human life. It, it's truly extraordinary. And so in this type of world where where uh, you know the, our, our values, our Christian values are under attack, our, our, our constitution is under attack, our bill of rights, you know the idea that we need to all you know shift over to this new world order run out of Switzerland by the global economic forum. Look, in, in that environment, at the same time we're running up massive trillion dollar deficits. Our deficits can probably be about five and a half percent of GDP this year. Uh, these numbers are projected to go to over six percent soon enough. We've not been able to get spending under control. We, we've just increased the, uh, we've just increased debt from 24 trillion up to 31 trillion over the last since the pandemic. Well, it's closer to 25, but uh, 24 somewhere in there to 31 trillion dollars in the spend. The, 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 our spending as percentage of GDP was was at it came close to where the height of the of the war of the of World War Two. And, we, and so we're having trouble. We can't control spending in this country. So, so the thing you have to understand is, look, you're going to have to protect yourself. I mean, things are going badly out there. Uh, the, 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 I mean, at least, you know, during the Jimmy Carter administration, the last time we saw in, inflation is high, it looked like Jimmy Carter. I mean, I, I, I was very young at the time, but I remember, you know, nobody accused Jimmy Carter of not caring. Uh, they you know, but it, 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 this government, people just, they're like, they just don't care. You know, they're, they're on this, this you know, uh, this uh, CO2 jihad, and, and everyone needs to sit there and fall in line with that. And, if you know, if we lose 71,000 uh, Americans due to drug fentanyl, that's just the price of getting to where you want to go. I mean, so so you have to understand, can you, you can depend on Social Security in the future? You know, we're projected to, they're going to have to make cuts about 20% or reduce 20% of the people on it uh, sometime in the next six or seven years. 
uh, uh, because because they're going to run out of money with Social Security. More likely, uh, the easy they're, they're going to for higher income people, higher net worth people, they could lose their Social Security. And so, if you're a high higher net worth person, if you're a a, a higher income person, you should understand that and, and, and increase your savings to protect yourself because quite. Frankly, you have the ability to do it and to prepare now, and I think this is why it's so important going forward. I, you know, with, with, with inflation running the way it is, uh, if you're on a fixed income, uh, a pension, a, a, a fixed annuity, a lot of people you know bought those years back, and now all of a sudden, you know, inflation's going up eight uh, percent last year. You know, all of a sudden, it, it, that doesn't even count the, the price of, of increases of food and in in gasoline and things at much higher prices, it's putting a crimp on your retirement. It's, you've got a plan. Retirement is a long-term deal. You know, we talk a lot about this on the show, but but it's important to understand what, what we're dealing with is, you know, the numbers are, if you're, if you're a married couple, one of y'all has about a 90, a 50% chance of one of you living to be 92 years old. That's a long time, which means if you retire at 62, that's 32 years. That's a long time. I mean, that's as, that's as long as many people worked. And so during that time frame, if you're set up, you're going to retirement, you get your on fixed income. I've got my fixed annuity. I have my pension. I'm all good to go. You know, you're going to be eating, you know, buying dog food to sit there and survive because inflation is going to destroy your retirement. And, and I think this is this is the thing we want to continue to, to, to talk about and manage through. Over the, if you look at over the last – since 1981, interest rates have gone down, 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 down uh, this whole time. And, and, and if you look at it, uh, that, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. Uh, since, since that time, it's, they, they ultimately culminated – with the ten-year, the ten-year, I want to say was at fifteen, sixteen percent back in the day. That culminated with the ten-year Treasury as Treasury. You got paid a half a percent, which means if you put a hundred thousand dollars over ten years into a into a United States government bond in a ten-year uh, Treasury note, you got back five thousand dollars. Think about that. Now, which which also means if if you were worth two million dollars and you put it in two ten year treasuries, uh, looking looking out, basically you were getting ten thousand dollars a year. Uh, 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 nobody can live on that type of money, and that's with two million dollars. These zero interest rates were something we hadn't seen at the time. You know, when this happened, we were taught we talked. We said, look. You look back, I won't say it's 5,000 years, but actually there is some numbers that go back that far. No, there's never been zero interest rates. There, there's never been a time where people go, yeah, I'll give you as much money as you want at zero rates or something. It's only been a creation of the Federal Reserve and the central banks in this grand experiment. And you're like, wait a minute. Uh, I don't think this is going to work. And then we can spend as much money as we want using modern monetary theory. And you're like, wait. Looking at past history, not just the last 30 years, but going back, you know, 100, 200 years, going back to the Roman Empire, as I've said in the show, look, there are pretty good records, surprisingly, during the Roman times. I mean, it, it's not like we have no idea. These people built an incredibly complex situation, same with the Byzantine era, incredibly complex societies, and, and there, there's records 
of the time, and it, during no time was there something where they, you know, <clears throat> the emperor decided he could spend as much money as he wanted, <clears throat> and there'd be no fault because he controlled the currency, which is kind of what modern monetary theory is. Every single time it happened, every single time, the empire disintegrated into an inflationary spiral, and and, and either the emperor was was removed or the country was over, overthrown or there was a war and they lost the war. It, 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 and so well, we need to understand that and we need to prepare and deal with this. Is inflation going to be 9% going forward? Like it's probably going down some. Uh, are we never going to have a recession again? Probably not. But but understand, it, the, the, the world of, of zero interest rates has come to an end, and that fundamentally changes the investment landscape. And by that is the people have been sitting in S&P 500 index funds in, in a bond, long-term bond fund over the last uh, 10 years did pretty well, and that was the accepted gospel that all you had to do was just put it in there. That is not going to work. More likely, we have a decade of a flat market that goes up and down. We saw that in the 1960s. You know, I think it was 67 to 80, 81, maybe 82. The market was in a range between, I think, 650 and 1,057, if I remember right. It 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 over, over it was more than a decade. I mean, it, it was about 14, 15 years. It, it, it we, we saw other times in past history like that as well. And I think we're approaching that again. That's the inflationary type of world that we're dealing in. But there's a lot of money to be made. If you're in oil and gas, you did pretty well. If in your other things, you were doing well. If you could own things where the government can't print money, it, you know, there's a limited amount and they can't be printed with a printing press, it becomes an opportunity. And and I think we're I think we're in a world like that today. Uh, I, I think it's going to kind of continue. Uh, and and I think we're going. You know, we talked about this inflation for a couple of years. You know, we we, we hopefully you've been listening to the show and understood it. And now we're somewhat of a shift. Shift. Things are slowing down. Inflation's slowing down some. But the problem is we cannot get our spending under control. And and right now we're coming up on the on, on, on uh, the, the budget limit. It, it, and what we're seeing right now is keep in mind. The, the government's hit the budget limit, but they have money stashed all over the place, so the Treasury's pulling that back. They're busily selling their Treasury bonds and bills to the Fed during this time frame, which means that's a form of quantitative easing, which means they're putting more money in the system and more money will come into the system until they get a budget deal because the Fed normally was buying back bonds. They were, they were selling bonds to take money out of the system. Well, that's changed because of the debt limit, and, and that's just something important to understand. We've had about a trillion dollars worth of quantitative easing over the last six months or so, not understood by most people because of that and because of the, the Japanese were defending their currency, and this is why this inflation is not going away. So and this is why the, the economy is probably doing better than expected right now, as we talked about. Tell you what, well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and discuss some more of this. This is one I got to take, so we caught the land in Nashville. Find a find his break and make a home. Make a home. As the train flew out of Boston, this whole world passed him back. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Hey, we're just talking about the world has changed, and it requires a different style of investing in a different world. And 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 I and I, and I think so, so. So how do we understand that? Well, if you think about it, in September of twenty one, uh, the let me pull this up here. The the interest rates were on the on the on the uh, the, the thirty day the Fed funds. The 30-day Treasury bills, the one-year Treasuries, and the uh, and the two-year Treasuries, they were running about. Let me pull up the chart here, just so we make sure we're on the same page. They were running close to. Let's see, September. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, they were running about close to zero. And since then, since that time, uh, what's happened is is the, is the rates are going up. And let me just pull up the up the two year here. Okay, September it was twenty five point two five percent. 
Uh, on the two-year. Fed funds were close to zero. This is this is basically, what, eight, 18 months ago or so. Uh, the uh, the Fed funds were close to zero. Right now, the Fed funds are about four and three quarters. The uh, the, the one-year Treasury bond is, is over five, 5.1 percent. And, and the two-year Treasury is at 4.86 percent. So almost... It, Almost out to the two-year, you're getting over close to 5% all across out to the two-year right now. That is from 0.25%. This is a massive move up. And, and, and a, couple, a couple things are happening here. Wall Street can't figure out, look, why is this? this the economy should be collapsing Everybody was predicting, everybody, every CEO out there was predicting a recession in the first quarter of, of 2023. We, we said, no, we didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, the, you know, the, but the word went out there was going to be a recession, and the CEOs dutifully parroted what they were told to do, say. It was like, no, this is not going to happen. But they were looking at these rising rates. It, and, and what they didn't understand is, is a couple things. This is a huge move up in rates. But in, at the time, uh, late, uh, uh, late, late last year, inflation was 8%. So the idea of, I think Fed funds at the time were four and a quarter or something, that, that Fed funds was going to, everyone was going to shut down their spending because inflation was 8% and they weren't going to borrow money at 4% was absurd. The, the only way you shut down, and you've, you've got to get, the, the Fed funds above the the, the 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 real rate of Fed funds has to be above zero. And so, if inflation's at eight or nine percent, and the Fed funds at four percent, let's say it's at eight percent, you're dealing with a four percent negative real rates. And so, that's not going to slow down the economy. Uh, a, a lot of people, uh, what we're seeing is so many of these economists, so many of these 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 corporate people, and so many much of Wall Street is they're looking at they're going back and looking at the last twenty years in the stock in the stock and bond markets, and they're they're extrapolating it out. Well. The world has, as, as we have said, the world has fundamentally changed. We're at war with Russia for all practical purposes. The only thing we're not doing is using troops. It's pretty nasty. We blew up the their pipeline. Uh, no telling what they've done to us. Uh, you know, it, it, we've sort of we, we've got it. The problem is we should have peace talks and put all this behind us because nobody actually nobody cares about you know the sanctity of the Ukrainian border in the, in the United States when our borders have collapsed. But but it's a wartime economy. We're, 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 we've given huge amounts of our munitions. We've pulled down our munitions. As we said in the show, look, the Ukrainians have shot off seven years of javelin production in the United States in this war. It, 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 in our military, our, our military is now realizing they've been fighting short-term wars against basically the, you know, the, the single-A baseball team. And, and you know, the wars last two weeks. Well, it, anybody that studied wartime at all it, you know, is realizes that these are long, protracted conflicts that require massive amounts of ammunition. So we're having to rebuild our munitions, our fighters. We need more fighters. We need more ships. We need more missiles. You know, God help us if the Chinese realize that they can build a thousand of those balloons, and, and, you know, that flew across the country, you know, cheaply, and then float them across the U.S. And then we use, you know, a thousand missiles at $400,000 a piece to take them down, you know, and then shoot up all our, our, uh, our, our air-to-air missiles on that. I mean, and so, that, so we're realizing we've got to fundamentally change our warfare game. That's expensive. That's going to require more production. So all of these things are adding up. 
And, and so they did not realize that, that we're in a wartime economy, we're in a supply chain economy, we're in an inflationary economy, and in that environment, 4.5% Fed funds aren't going to slow the economy down. And so is the economy going to slow down? Yes, likely next year or the first quarter of later this year or first quarter of next year. But after the first half, we might see some slowdown sooner because a couple things are starting to happen. As we just said, interest rates are going up, had gone up. 5% across the board, which is a big from zero. Now, the zero was an artificially low number. If you go back through, as we talked about, a thousand years of history, there's no place where there's zero interest rates except in central bank land today, which is some fairy tale land of, of monetary policy. And, all, and, and that's led to massive amounts of of, of, of malinvestment. Now we're having to put money back into into plant production, supply chains back into the United States, and so that's changing the game. Now, so what's going to happen here, Ken? So what do we what do we do? A couple things. These higher interest rates, particularly the longer term interest rates, are starting to creep up. Uh, mortgages are about six and a half percent on vacation homes and places like that. You know, I talked to a number of people here the last couple of days. It's over seven, seven and a half percent in parts of Texas, uh, the, the you know the Rocky Mountains, Florida. You're starting to see cancellations where people go, "Look, we just can't afford the house." Now, if people have cash, you know they can still get a pretty good deal, but because you know they, they, they're they're not having to borrow at the higher rates, but. But this, this inflation is, is – th these higher rates are starting to shock people. The other thing that's happening that you're not hearing about as well is you've not heard much about that, but it's starting to happen. Is you know, Look at Florida. You're starting to see for sale signs in Florida. You're starting to see open houses in Florida. You know, before – I mean, the minute something came on the market, it was sold. Uh, and, and, and that's changing, same in, in Texas. So the real estate market is starting to slow across the country. These are these are, are big numbers for people to deal with. The, the, the other thing uh, is happening is people with low interest, if they got a 3.5% mortgage or something, well, do you think they're going to sell their house to go buy a bigger house in, 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 with, with a 6.5% mortgage? And the answer is, look, that would be foolish. So we've, we're locking in large numbers of people in this country that own a home that are not going to sell the home now, which is which is going to which is further slowing the market down. And instead of buying a bigger house, what they're going to do is they're just going to add on another room or something and have another child. Well, you know, look, we can either add in another room for fifty or sixty thousand dollars, and it won't cost us much money, or we could buy this you know bigger house, and then we got to pay seven and a half percent on it. So. And, and, and the third thing that's really going to start slowing down the real estate market is a lot of people have adjustable rate mortgages. I was talking to someone the other day, and their, their adjustable rate, I think, was at three and a quarter or three and a half. They just they they were just told it's going up to six and a half percent. Uh, it, you know, I guess it's some of these just only they adjust once a year. And, and, and looking out, if, if you look back uh, even a year ago at the end of, of 2021, if you look at the two-year, it was at 0.66%. So, uh, and, and, and the Fed funds were very low, too. So you're getting a sticker shock from a lot of people out there. This is going to start slowing. This real estate market is going to continue to slow down out there. Now, there's one caveat to that. If this, if this keeps accelerating in the real estate market, that tells you that inflation has gotten out of control and, and we're in real danger of some type of hyperinflation. This is something we're, we're watching closely. 
But we think this is leading to is a slowing of the economy in, in, in the real estate area. I, I think it's probably going to continue. I think the resets of the arms are something you're not hearing about. And you're starting to get some real sticker shock with people. There's kind of a lag. You know, the amazing thing about the real estate market, it moves much slower than uh, – than, than the stock market. If you look at, at the at the S and P 500, when these rates started going up in in in, in 2021, if you look at it in 22, the the once people really realized what was happening, the market plunged in 22 as interest rates kept going up. Well, real estate markets are they, they are they run probably a nine month lag. Uh, across the board, because there's people waiting to buy, and then they get their opportunity. They have they have their loans available. They have the cash. They're going to take advantage of that. Uh, and, and sometimes they, it's hard for people to kind of process big changes. This is something we talked on the show before. It, uh, one thing I think we really bring to the Max Out Savings Show is is when things are about when, when something happens, it's a big picture thing. We really try to bring it to you very quickly and on point so you understand what the situation, the, the change is. A lot of people, a really big change is 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 much harder for people to, to mentally comprehend. And, and, and you know because they're used to a, a pattern in the past and they don't really they think well maybe that can't really be or you know this inflation is going to go away pretty quickly. The Fed just told me that you know that was like. 12 months ago, this is just a temporary phenomenon. The supply chains, you know, they're, they're going to run about nine months. They'll be tight. And, you know, and then so by mid-2021, you know, all the supply chains will be gone. It, 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 it's just, you know, it's a semiconductor problem. It, it, it's interesting. It was always so about the semiconductors. Well, the semiconductors, there's a lot of excess capacity out there right now, but they still can't have the cars out there. So it really just wasn't never really just about the semiconductors. So so in this in this world, so so where do you where do you go in this type of situation? I, I think we're still dealing with a, a very volatile world, an inflationary world that that, that we're still moving forward. Uh, what, what did we just say a few minutes ago uh, on, on the show uh, about about interest rates across on the short end of the curve went from effectively 025 percent up to close to five percent, in some cases over five percent. That's short term money. That's low risk money. If you're in a, a one year treasury or a six month treasury, you know, an eighteen month treasury, you don't have a lot of risk. Well, yeah, even if interest rates go to six or seven percent, I'm getting five percent. I'm just gonna wait it out. I'm perfectly happy with my five percent. It it and that's you know, that that's the way it goes. And, and, and this is a fundamental massive shift in the investment world. Understand the the, the Fed funds let me just pull that up here. Okay, go to the Fed funds chart. Just right there. Oops, wrong one. Well, the Fed funds, as we talked about, were close to zero. In uh, let's see here, da, 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 Fed funds. That should be the. Uh, the Fed funds were close to zero. In uh, and 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 what we've seen is. Is is that they, they've gone up? Well, they, it, 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 as we talked about in this show for so many years, is there was a Tina between t- 2010 uh, to 2016, Fed funds were at zero, and then there was a short run up to 2000 in in in, in 19, 
Yeah, and, and then and then the COVID when they went up to one two point four percent, they went back to zero after Fed. So effect, effectively, for the last decade, they've had zero short term rates, which means if you were in short term rates, you didn't get a return. So the only alternative was to invest in in high tech stocks at fifty times earnings that were growing at twenty five percent a year, which didn't make any sense. That's why all the tech stocks blew up. That's why there were such massive people losing fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty percent of their money. In tech stocks, you know, we talk to people. I mean, we hear stories of people's 401k plans being down 50, 60 percent. It was shocking, uh, you know, last year uh, because they didn't know what they were doing and didn't understand the world. And so now there is an alternative, which means a more balanced account with some stocks, with bonds, short-term money is is a very profitable place to be. And and I, and I think that is going to continue going forward. Uh, but a, what a couple things we're going to start hearing about. We're start hearing about people canceling more uh, home sales. We're going to start hearing about people under pressure because their mortgage were going back. I spoke to uh, someone the other day, their mortgage went from three and a half to six and a half percent. They're trying, I think they're just going to pay it off. They've got the money to pay it off, but some people, a lot of people don't have the money to just pay the mortgage off. That means that, that means their home, uh, their, their, their uh, interest payments effectively doubled which or they didn't double but up you know eighty percent or something, which means they're gonna to have to make cuts elsewhere. And so this is this is why we're seeing this this type of we're gonna start seeing a slowing in the economy. Now, why didn't the economy fall off a cliff like all, all this every CEO and Wall Street expert said last year? Well, the Fed the United States government engaged in the biggest spending spree since World War II on COVID. But once co- once we reopened the economy, quite frankly, no one could. There were shortages of workers everywhere. Uh, the uh, you know there were supply chain issues. That was a golden opportunity to pull back all the stimulus. They had all the free checks to everybody, and the answer is simply look. Everyone is looking for workers out there. Now's the time to cut this stuff back. People go, look, I can't afford this. They go, well, the answer is, well, sir, ma'am, get a job. There's everyone out there is looking for workers. That was that was the biggest gimme in the world. Instead, the Biden administration just ramped up spending and increased, you know, extended the benefits out. Which, if you're ever going to cut benefits, is when you have an economy with a, a three point something percent unemployment and everybody out there has a, a help wanted sign. That is your that is a once in a lifetime opportunity to cut benefits. And instead, they increased it, which is going to lead to more inflation. And this is what we're dealing with today. And so. Going forward, this is going to continue, and this is going to continue to cause problems out there. Uh, looking, looking forward, with the Russia war is still there. We're still dealing with that. Uh, you know, we're still dealing with the ramp up of our military to somehow confront China. We're still dealing with reshoring supply chains to the United States or elsewhere, which are more expensive, which is inflationary. The war is inflationary. We've had a trillion dollar, uh, eight hundred something billion dollar infrastructure program, which is now being spent. Again, we have a, a 5.5% budget deficit out there. Uh, we have we have a, 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 a budget uh, a, a, a debt ceiling battle coming up, which which right now the government's selling all their, their, their treasury notes and bonds back to the Fed, which means they're putting more money in the system, which is more quantitative, which means this inflation's not going back to 2% or deflation as we're hearing some people. Now, if we go into a big slowdown, yeah, but we're not there yet. 
and we're going to kind of continue. And it's very hard to see that happening in a wartime economy. Tell you what, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. By the way, if you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. You can also listen to the podcast. Go to KNTH's 1070's website. There's a uh, Look for podcasts, and you can catch our podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of people listening to the podcast now. And also, we replay on, on Sunday at 7 a.m. So there, there's been a lot of demand for the Max Out Savings Show and a lot of different ways to listen to it. See. Looking out, so so as we as we talked about, really, uh, we, we want to kind of continue to stay on the situation of, of 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 here we are in a world where it's a, it's a wartime economy. Uh, we're, we're looking at at you know deglobalization, which is you know they're moving the supply chains back. We we have record uh, fiscal spending, uh, six you know five point five percent. All of these things of of, of, of net of. Uh, uh, budget deficit of 5.5% uh, 
of GDP, which is it's as high. This economy is pretty good. That's very high numbers to do that. That's the really sad thing about this. This was really an opportunity to cut spending, and instead, they you know the Biden administration ramped it up. All these things are are, are, are going to lead to be to, to much more inflationary and, and, and higher inflation, higher interest rates. With that, that lowers PE ratios, price to earnings ratios on stocks, and and, and this is why. You know, and Wall Street keeps hoping that there's about to be a Fed pivot. The Fed's going to bail them out because they're used to it. They're used to the Fed coming in, and and every time there's a problem in the stock market, they bail them out. And I mean, it happened in '08. It happened in in, in 2000. It happened in yeah. You know, it, it happened every single time in 2020. Uh, you know, there was complete pandemonium. You know, to, for for the Fed to save Wall Street. It, 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 but but they can't do it anymore. We, we've shifted from a world where central banks bail out Wall Street to the central bank. It, it's really got to, you know, people are mad, they're upset, and they have to watch out for the American people. It's a fundamental shift, and so this is going to put further pressure on on stocks. As we talked about, you know, we're starting to see seven percent mortgages for a lot of people. That's a pretty big number from people that you know. Uh, Two years ago, we're getting three and a half percent or less mortgages. That, that's a huge jump. And remember, three and a half years ago, or, or yeah, three uh, about two and a half years ago, houses were probably twenty twenty five percent cheaper. So, so, so this is this is a, this is a big deal. This is starting to kind of kind of come in, and, and and I think I think we're going to see some hits to the market. I, I think the the housing market, you know, based on my I, the talks to people around the country, it's really starting to. It's a number of, of research calls here, trying to get get a handle on that, and and, and I think it's really going to start slowing things down. I, I think we're going to see a slowdown later this year uh, on the economy. Then, uh, and, and one of the things we're dealing with right now is. You know, six months ago, every Wall Street exec CEO was reading from the talking points of the Global Economic Forum that we're going into recession first quarter of, you know, the fourth quarter of 2022 or the first quarter of 2023. Well, what did they do? They all sat there. They they cut back on hiring. Maybe they didn't lay off people. They cut back on hiring to some extent. They, they cut back. Uh, they reduced inventories. They, they they put off things. And now what's happening is we don't still don't have we still have supply chain issues because of this. We don't have the typical buildup of the surge in, in inventories. Uh, that uh, that you typically see. You have inventories going up over the last year year and a half. Yeah, but the problem is they went from artificially depressed levels where there was no inventory up to more normalized things. And so now that that's one of the things that's pushing out the recession. Recessions don't happen, you know, when everybody's predicting recession six months into the future and every executive for the first time in I can ever remember that executives start, you know, this is what you start getting into when you get into a planned economy. They all start listening to the same uh, central planners, and, and and they all do the same thing, and then they're wrong, and, and, and so so that's what we're doing. But so I, I do think we're dealing with issues. Uh, I think some of the I think these higher rates are going to start clipping stuff later this year. I, I, I don't I don't think it's going to clipping demand as much as it's going to cause different groups of people people in adjustable rate mortgages, uh, people that are trying to buy a house, over overly indebted corporations, companies that didn't. Uh, that put too much of their lending short term 
These guys are going to start getting in trouble later this year. You're going to see more of that type of stuff out there. Uh, and this, so I think this is going to be the next thing uh, that we're going to see. Uh, and, I, and I think the other thing we really have to watch out for is this debt ceiling, because if, if you look at it, what we're dealing with is the Republic. Look, understand we have a, a presidential election coming up in 2024. And, and I tell you, I, I talked to some pretty smart people, and some of the stuff they come up with is just scary how this thing could turn out. I mean, and, but it is going to be a hard-fought election uh, the both sides are dug in. The country is is remarkably split. I mean, and I, I talked to people in, in in New Mexico. I talked to people in Texas, and I talked to people in Florida this week. And I'm hearing the same thing. There's people like pouring into these places uh, from all over the country, and, and traffic is bad, and everything else. And interesting, I talked to some people. They're telling me now in, in in Austin, some of the liberals are moving out because they can't. I mean, they're they're so woke they can't even handle living in Texas, and they're you know, looking to move to New York or California or Massachusetts or places like that. And so this, this real splits. So we're going to have a very tough economy. Now, the Republicans, they've got to show that they're somewhat fiscal hawks. People are, the wealthy people are very concerned about this out-of-control spending. And the Democrats, are, are, they're going to go, look, if we can cause enough problems with this, then the, the public is going to blame the, 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 Demo, the, the, the Republicans. The Democrats think the Republicans are going to get blamed for causing a, a government shutdown. The people will be mad because they can't get along, and the, and the Democrats were just trying to get along, but the, the Republicans are so bad we can't reelect them. So they're going to try to cause – the Democrats are going to try to cause a crisis. Uh, the, the Republicans, look, they've got to dig in, and they've got to make sure this thing that, – that, that they somehow get this these deficits under control. And, 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 and so we're in dealing with very high inflation still. So this is a big deal. So I think you're probably looking typically, you know, they're saying August, I think it's September, October, because they're going to magically find more money and they're going to try. The, the, the goal of the Democrats is they're going to want to drag this thing as close to 24 as possible. So ideally, if it can go November, December with big government shutdown, you know, uh, is the United, you know, you see headlines. Will the United States default for the first time in history? Will they be downgraded? You know, all because of the Republicans. Well, that, remember, you want that for the election if you're the Democrats. The, the election is going to be in full swing the minute you hit 24. So we're going to be dealing with these really big issues coming up here. And at the same time, I think you're going to be seeing some real problems with dealing with the uh, the issues with, with with the interest rates in the real estate market in the highly leveraged people. I, I think the thing to look forward to is not so much the, the higher interest rates slowing on spending as much as the higher interest rates causing problems for people that are over-levered, for, uh, for people that have mismanaged their financial structure. Uh, those type of things are going to start popping up out there, I think. And, and that, that could feed on itself. If you, if you look at, the, the, at, at, at Blackstone, they're, 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 they're still – they still seem to be struggling stabilizing that re, even though they got a, I think it was an eight hundred or six hundred million dollar infusion, and because people are, are still like, look, I want my money out because they're just worried about about what's going to happen. And the question is, how does this stabilize? At the same time, you've got a lot of problems with office buildings where people just aren't coming back to work. Although I got to tell you, in Houston, Texas, the traffic, I'm like. Who is not coming back to work? And, uh, you know, it's, but 
So all so so those are some of the real things. And, and on the backdrop of that, we're dealing with this Russia war, which is you know we we from the I think we've been right on target as good as anybody out there saying this was going to be inflationary. This was going to lead to a wartime economy. And, and, and Joe Biden's really driven himself into a box canyon with this war. So is Vladimir Putin. But, you know, we've pretty much bet the farm on this war. I, it, you know, we, we've cut off Russia in every way. And if they survive this, you know, because we try to cut them off from the banking system. And, you know, one thing not well understood is a lot of corporate America, they pulled out of Russia. That wasn't the sanctions that was pressure from the from the Davos crowd on these CEOs, and they said, "Oh, well, yeah, we're getting out of Russia." Well, so now Russia is doing okay. They have, the, you know, now they control the McDonald's. They now they control the, you know, the Schlumberger and the different types of of people that pulled out. They have their businesses over there, and they're developed. So if if, if Russia is and we're going to cut them off from the financial system. They won't be able to use dollars. They won't be able to sell to the Europeans. Well, the Russians are like, yeah, we'll sell to the Indians, the Chinese. You know, the, the, we're going to sell products to Saudi Arabia, to the Arabs, to you know, to, to, to you know, to Southeast Asia. So they're they're like, hey, we don't need the dollar, and, and so so it's leading to a bifurcated financial system. So it's looking like the Russians are doing pretty well, and it's looking our, our sanctions failed, which is a big problem. And so people, are, the Chinese are going to look. We can stand up to the because the Russians did, and this is be, it's made things much more difficult. They didn't understand that you should have sued for peace right away, swept this under the rug, and moved forward. Co-opted the Russians to come back into the EU European Union and not go fleeing into the arms of the, of the Chinese. And so now we're 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 ramping up a war with the Russians at the same time our military is frantically trying to rebuild the military for for, for the war that every. Everybody knows that's coming with China, and, 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 and we pulled down a lot of munitions. And so, again, these are big things that are going to be continuing to play out in here. And so, in that world, you know, oil and gas looks good. There's a big story today in the in the, in the I think it's the Financial Times of the UK, was the UK Telegraph, what one of them, the Wall Street Journal, that the, the, the we're, we're, Texas is shipping massive amounts of natural gas to Europe. Because of this, well, that's helping us out. That's helping out the state of Texas. Uh, they're, 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 I think they're up to uh, almost. They're going to they're up. To, they're going to get up to 15 BCF a day. Put that in perspective. I remember years ago we looked at oil and gas drilling and we did some. Th- if we could get a, if we could get an oil well or a gas well that produced 15 MCF, we were thrilled. If that thing was going to – this thing might do 15 MCF. If we, we, I think we hit one that did 15 MCF. You made a lot of money in that deal. That's one well. These guys are producing one well every uh, every day. I mean, huge amounts of, of, of gas are coming out. I, I don't even think I have those numbers quite – but huge amounts of gas are being shipped out of here now. So, again, these, all, this Russia war is changing how the whole whole world – how commerce is conducted, but that's all going to be inflationary. That means the Europeans are paying more for energy. That means our energy is selling for more over here, which makes it more expensive over here. That increases demand, more demand here. The Indians, 
the Indians are going, hey, this is great. The Chinese, I'm getting discount oil from, from the Russians. Hey, these, these Russians are my best friend here. I don't have to pay these guys. High. All of these things are working and cascading around the world in the global financial system. And the danger is, is you're going to see more issues with these things blow up. So we're going to write some more about some of these issues. We're also going to be writing about in our Max Savings Report about the, new, you know, about the 4% rule on how much money you can take out. It's actually a little bit more about that. And by the way, people forget on the 4% rule, which means you can take out 4% of your assets over the long term with a high probability with a 60-40 stock investment has a high probability of, of giving you income. The people forget about that study. That's inflation adjusted, which is a pretty good deal. But we're going to write about that in the Max Out Savings Report. If, if, if you want to get on our free Max Out Savings Report subscription list, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We put a lot of stuff in that report with a lot of stuff that we try to get ahead of everyone else out there and get you where you need to be for the future. And we come up with savings ideas. You know, we, 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 if something big breaks out in the world, we're going to analyze it. We're going to bring it to you quick. And we're going to bring and, and I think we do a good job of that. So if you need some help, uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. If you need some help with your retirement, uh, if you're retiring, have an old plan or something you'd like us to manage, that's what we do. We manage retirement money, conservative retirement money at Max Out Savings Advisors. We invest in stock and stocks and bonds, and we're based here in Houston, Texas. So I could, I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, and, and get an idea of what your plans are and make some recommendations for you. So if you need some help, Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free report, and also uh, if you can request an appointment if you'd like. Now, the other, the other, what, what, coming up to the end of the show, again, uh, very volatile world. In this world, the key you want to remember that will keep you always on the straight and narrow is, is, is save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key. And more than ever, it's important for you to save money. The Chinese are saving 20% of their income. We're just saying save at least a minimum of 10% plus the company match. You should be saving more than that. Things are, are much more difficult in the world today. Now's when you want to save up money, build up wealth for the long term. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Up Savings Show. Mike Gallagher for United Water Softeners. United Water Softeners is family owned. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.